With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Introducing the Dunkin' Run. A dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Welcome to Millennial 727. I'm Andrew. And I'm Laura. Oh, hey, Laura. Hey. Are we missing somebody? It's just me and you. (laughs) We are. (laughs) The birthday girl, Pam. That's right. Happy birthday, Pam. Happy birthday, Pam. Today is her actual birthday, and uh, she didn't want to work today. You know what? I don't blame her. No, me neither. I wouldn't want to be around us on my birthday either. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be me and Laura. And then in After Dark today, Mark is going to join us because we're going to talk Marvel. We're going to talk Black Widow and Loki. We thought we'd put that in After Dark to just kind of like let it breathe. We can go in depth. We can share spoilers. We can just hang out and talk about Black Widow because uh, the three of us saw it over the weekend. It's it's actually a big week for Laura as well. Is it still a big week? Or you, you're hoping it's going to be a big uh, I'm week. hoping it's going to be a big week, but no new updates as of now. I see. <laughs> we can and... make it a breaking news. Laura <laughs> <for laughs> has, has finally moved back in to her home <laughs> after a year. I have a specific song I want to play when that actually happens. I was hoping to play it this week. I guess Is it a Bruce song? No, no. Why would I? <laughs> throw that on you (laughs) but we got some questions from our listeners this week some really good ones from our bays because we knew um laura would be busy this week and and with pam gone it was just a different episode so we're going to discuss those questions later and also laura came up with this a fun idea for a trivia game so we're going to do that lots to get to today what what do you think pam is doing for her birthday today i think she probably went and saw a movie this morning that's my guess, too. Yeah, I feel like and that's this one of her favorite things. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that she went out somewhere to either get some fancy coffee or a fancy cocktail. Yeah. Or a fancy coffee both. cocktail. <laughs> probably fancy. Not fancy coffee. She probably went to Pete's Coffee in the morning. That's her favorite coffee place. Chain, anyway. And then, yeah, hopefully a good drink tonight. Anyway, well, happy birthday, Pam. We look forward to 
to you being back next week. I don't know why I'm saying that. She's probably not going to listen to this, right? I think she will. She's Pam is a very prepared person. Pam, if you are listening to this <laughs> next week, towards the start of the episode, say the number nine. Or Just say it. Pam, if you're listening to this next week, let Andrew know that he looks beautiful from all angles. <laughs> Laura's saying that because I'm having a camera problem this week. So it's just Laura on camera all alone in my stagnant image. (laughs) (laughs) My shitty Zoom profile pic. Anyway, so I wanted to start off by talking about the Delta variants of COVID. I know, such a fun way to start the show. On the day we are recording Pam's birthday, it's also Freedom Day in the UK. Boris Johnson, the prime minister, has been Uh, promising Freedom Day for a while now. The country has fully reopened as of today. The problem is that cases have been skyrocketing there, as I have brought up in weeks past. Now, the thing is, Boris Johnson will say, well, yes, cases are increasing, but hospitalizations and deaths are not. So that's why he's comfortable reopening. A lot of people still skeptical of this. Meanwhile, Cases are rising here in America as well. Again, the Delta variant is to blame. L.A. County actually made big news the other day because they are re-implementing their indoor mask mandates. That started up again this past Saturday. L.A. County, the largest county in the United States, so it's a pretty big deal. Um, 71% of cases have been the Delta variant there in L.A. What do you make of this, Laura? Cases coming back, Delta on the rise... I think that unfortunately, it's a signal of something that we've probably known was coming for a long time, which is that COVID is just going to be part of the new normal. And Mm -hmm. it's not a temporary thing. I don't think we're ever going to get past the point where COVID isn't a reality. I feel like it's going to be something that we just accept people get sick and die from, just like cancer diabetes, all of these other diseases that plague us that we don't actually have cures for, right? The thing that's really sad about this is that we could have reached herd immunity if the country was all aligned on this topic, but now we're just going to have a COVID season just like we have a flu season. What's hurtful about that is that COVID is way more deadly than the flu. Yeah. So And... To be honest, it is hard for me to feel sympathy for those who are getting COVID here in America and who are ending up hospitalized or even dead. Because if you have had easy access to the vaccine for months and your doctor isn't stopping you from getting the vaccine for any reason, you should have gotten the vaccine. I do feel bad that they have been misled by the media, by their family members, whoever. But it's hard for me to feel bad for people who are becoming hospitalized with COVID at this point. Does that make me bad? It kind of (sighs) does. No, I think that we can add the caveat here that um, obviously children under the age of 12 still can't be vaccinated. And there are plenty of people who can't be vaccinated for a host of medical reasons. Um, Those folks are definitely an exception to that rule, I think. And that's what makes me the most angry. 
about seeing that this is just going to be part of our lives for the foreseeable future because there are so many people who currently literally can't get vaccinated either because of the age requirement or some kind of medical diagnosis that prevents them. And it makes me feel pretty bitter towards anyone who is able to take the vaccine. Right. Yeah. Right. Like if you're if your doctor signs off on it, um, we're really at a point where there's no excuse anymore. There never was, but particularly now with the Delta variant and there are other variants cooking as well, there's just no excuse at this point. And also just because of how easy it is to get one in America at this point. We are so lucky at yeah. how well the rollout has gone here. You could walk in. We could both drop what we're doing right now, go to our pharmacy and get one immediately, I bet. Yes. Yeah. It's just that easy. Oh, hell, even when, you know, we were all scrambling to get appointments in the spring, the actual process of going in and getting the vaccination was nothing. Yeah. It was nothing. It took 20 minutes out of my day. Right. The hardest part was deciding what your Instagram caption would be. Right. And being sure that you took the uh, vaccination selfie at the right angle. So you were covering up all of your personal information on the card. (laughs) Yeah, that was a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So I wanted to talk about this today because it is Freedom Day there in the UK. Alyssa, who is listening, who is listening live right now, she said, LOL, Boris delivering the Freedom Day speech with video link because he's in isolation because someone in his cabinet has tested positive. Yeah. I do wonder if other states or counties are going to be rolling back their removal of the mask mandates. It's it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. I feel like there's no going back at this point. Yeah, I think particularly for our culture, which is very individualistic, it's going to be really hard to convince a lot of individuals that masking is for the greater benefit of the community. Um, with the Delta variant ramping up, I'm certainly very open to returning to mask wearing. I'm not really, still not really going a ton of places, but if I go somewhere and they still have mask requirements, I do it no questions asked. But I will say it's been really nice to be able to do things like go to the movies and not have to wear a mask because movie theaters have a policy now where if you're vaccinated, you don't have to. But it's kind of an honor system thing, too, right? So, like, oh, yeah. you're looking around and you're like, okay, statistically, I know that the vast majority of you assholes are definitely not vaccinated, <laughs> especially here in Georgia. Um, But it it's going to suck to have to go back to it. But at the end of the day, it's such a small price to pay. And I have no problem masking up. Yeah. No, me neither. Well, speaking of freedom... So I wanted to talk about slash laugh at the new Freedom Phone. Um, I know I put some links in here, but Andrew, I don't know if you had a chance to really dig into this. I thought that what we could do is we could play a little clip from uh, Eric Finman's announcement video for the Freedom Phone just for people to get a taste of what the Freedom Phone is bringing to the table. This looks like an Apple ad. He looks like a Steve Jobs wannabe. He he's even wearing like kind of a turtleneck. It's a zipper up. Mm-hmm. Here's the clip. And your SIM card transfers into the Freedom Phone seamlessly. Big tech companies hold a monopoly on public communication and the dissemination of information, and they are abusing that power. Nobody elected Mark or Jack to be the arbiters of truth in America, yet they still thought it was okay 
to ban a sitting president from their platforms. If they censor a president, they will censor anyone. Imagine if Mark Zuckerberg censored MLK or Abraham Lincoln. The course of history would have been altered forever. Out of all the constitutional amendments, there's a reason why the Founding Fathers made the right to free speech the very first. I believe you have a voice that deserves to be heard without being censored. Protect yourself from big tech censorship. Let your voice be heard. Live free with the Freedom Phone. Wow. So, so moving. my first thing is I'm like, cool. So I had no idea that Zuckerberg had a secret time machine that he was going to go back and cancel Abraham Lincoln with. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the whole thing reads like uh, a piece of satire in and of itself. But uh, they do indeed have a website and they've also shared some additional context on this. Um, they claim that they have their own operating system called Freedom OS. And when pressed oh on my it, gosh. Finman said that it's basically a blend of like three or four different iOSs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, for a phone that is supposed to not censor you or track you, it will still work on AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, you know, all the major cellular service providers. Um, so I don't really, I'm not clear on how they think this is going to be protecting anyone's <laughs> privacy. Um, also did a little digging on this and found that these phones are being manufactured in Hong Kong. And not that I have it, like, not that I have issue with manufacturing things abroad. I think that that's a whole separate conversation, but it is interesting to me that something branded the freedom foam with American flags all over it and shit is not. <laughs> manufactured here and these are the type of people who are probably adamant about moving more manufacturing here yes and yet they're making this in hong kong and and this is really like when you start digging into it this is just an android phone they didn't right produce any of the materials as a matter of fact um this piece of hardware can be purchased for just 119 dollars um, so we'll include a link to that in the show notes in case you want to buy your own freedom phone at a discount. Why don't we just um, buy this, buy like 10 of them and make a millennial phone limited edition 10 right, only. Exactly. So I did have a thought here and I feel very mixed on this, Andrew. So I really want your opinion. I was so tempted because this just tickled me so much. Like I was laughing so hard when I was digging into this that I was like, I think millennials should buy one. And we should review it on the show. But then we have to give these people our money. So you see my yeah. dilemma. <laughs> well, what's their return policy? Have you have you looked at that? You have 30 days. We could just buy it and then return it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much I trust it. I'm like waiting for some bombshell story to come out in a few months talking about how people just got these like Frankenstein phones in the mail. <laughs> That are yeah, actual I mean, functioning phones. Look, we all want a good smartphone. This is probably a piece of junk, hardware-wise. So the millennial phone, I, I still think we should do the millennial <laughs> phone. Like, we can have a surprise bitch button, and it'll just call a random listener for you. Oh, that'd be cool. You could call us, of course. Or maybe just text. I don't like phone calls. Yeah. We're millennials. Phone calls make us nervous. Yeah. Um, oh, that but- could be the special feature of the millennial phone. There's no phone on the millennial phone. That would be so great. <laughs> There's no video calling either. So people can't like surprise Hell video no. call you. 
Oh, thank God. Oh, I um, hate that. But Andrew, wait, there's more. I, I think that I have not properly sold this to you, and I think that I could convince you to buy a Freedom Phone. Right. So they have I'm their sure. own app store. It's called the Patry App Store. And uh, their whole point with this is that they don't ban apps, period. So any app, anything, anything you want, you can apparently get through this app store. There's no uh, <laughs> oversight. Anyone can put um, any shitty content they want in there, uh, which has all kinds of implications for people who would want to abuse said open app store. Spyware. You're going to get yeah. spied on because they're not blocking any app. Are you kidding me? This is a disaster. Yeah. Um, not to mention the potential for things, for horrible things like child pornography that could exist on a device like this that allegedly does not spy on you and allegedly has an app store that will allow publication of fucking anything. Um, but you have to know, these phones actually come with applications like Parler and Newsmax preloaded. And you can get oh, the no. phone for just $499. What a great deal. And how much storage? Uh, You're probably wondering right now, how much storage does this phone have? YOLO. That's how much. If you look at their website, what? it has buy now buttons all over it. But absolutely no specs page <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> you can see nothing about this phone. It's just like free app store, buy now. There's literally one section that says, Large storage, large screen, buy now, but no definition of what the word large means. I need to know how much context. space I have for when I'm at a Trump rally and I'm taking video, 4K video of the entire thing. I'm sure it takes 4K video. <laughs> By the way, I'm trying to visit freedomphone.com and I can't. It, Did it crash? It looks, like, it, it looks like they don't have a valid security certificate uh, well that sounds about right um also if you start looking into their security policy it's a very standard or their privacy policy it's a very standard privacy policy giving them the right to collect uh data from your isp and your cell cellular character carrier and all of these things um wow and something else that I thought was really interesting, because I was just fucking around on there today, um, Candace Owens has a 10% off coupon for this you all can use. Um, she posted about her uh, promo code from her iPhone, by the way. So that was a nice piece of irony. Um, <laughs> liars. I, dis I discovered that you can add a seemingly unnum or an unlimited number of Freedom Phones to your cart and then abandon it. Um, which I don't know Laura. what that would do to their supply chain, but I have like a thousand freedom phones sitting in the cart <laughs> right now. And I'm just like going to forget to empty it. I think <laughs> Maybe that's why I can't get the website to work. You're just hogging up all the phones. Maybe There's they're no like, more. oh my God, we have to make so many of these guys. <laughs> Look at this demand. I never could have imagined. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think. The really sad thing here is that they're looking to take advantage of people who are not tech savvy and mm. who have been fear mongered into believing that it would be possible to have a phone that doesn't track you in any way. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's the same crowd of people who 
won't get the vaccine because they think there's a tracking chip in it. And yet they're still walking around town with their iPhone. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like my ISP won't let me enter. Oh, Freedomphone.com appears I'm to be risky. There. Wow. CenturyLink is protecting me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Continue anyway. So wait, maybe I can get Take in. the risk, Andrew. <laughs> like, what's Take the plunge. I'm scared. I've never seen this warning before. I'm hitting continue anyway, and it still won't let me in. Wow. It really hates this site. <laughs> I mean, it should. Yeah. But yeah, definitely recommend checking that out. You know, if you're interested in making a purchase, just use a uh, promo code Candice to get 10% off. Although <laughs> I will note that when I tried to use the code, the code will only apply to one phone. So... When I put the thousand phones in my cart and then applied the code, it only gave me $50 off, which like, you know, I'm not great at math, but that seems wrong. (laughs) Yeah. No, you deserve a better deal. I know. If I'm going to spend $500,000 on Freedom Phones, I feel like I deserve a better discount. (laughs) Yeah. A volume discount. Right. Like this is Costco or something. (laughs) And Can listeners, you if you have any ideas for the millennial phone, let us know. I'll think about this, too. This will be a fun little piece of homework for the week. All right. Well, before we move on, I have a quick word from our first sponsor of the week. They are Talkspace. Phone. What? Oh. Oh. I thought it was going to be an ad for Freedom Can Phone. Can you Sorry. imagine? <laughs> Talkspace is going to reach out and be like, please stop. <laughs> we are not affiliated with them. Um, So they are Talkspace, and they know that getting back into feeling normal after the year we've had takes time. The world feels like it's racing to get back to normal, but I know I cannot be the only one who's needing some time to adjust. While I am so glad to see people again, it can also be really draining for me. And it's important to find the support we all need to face those feelings and move forward. The Talkspace app makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your own device. One of the things I like the most about Talkspace is that I can send messages to my therapist as things come up, and I don't have to try and save things up and remember everything while waiting for a session. It's nice to know that my therapist is just a few taps away, and I can share things at my own pace. I'm a night owl, so I really like being able to send messages at the time that is most convenient for me. Whether you're a parent, a student, a millennial, or just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better. They offer individual and couples therapy, as well as medication prescription services. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code M-I-L-L. That's $100 off when you use code M-I-L-L at Talkspace.com. So since it is just Laura and I this week, Laura came up with this idea for a trivia game where we can just come at each other with five completely random, funny, awkward trivia questions that we're not expecting at all. And I suggested that we include a personal trivia question so the listeners can kind of play along having listened to us over the years. So do you want me to start or you? I'm wondering if mine are as random as yours, but we'll see. I think mine are like I picked a couple that are tailored to you, but I don't think they're things that you would immediately know the answers to. 
if that okay. makes sense. I don't mind kicking it off and we can just hand yeah. back and forth. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. My first question for you, Andrew. What was Bruce Springsteen's blood alcohol content at the point you of his- You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm offended by this question. I knew you would be. Um, what was it at the point of his 2020 arrest for driving while impaired? And we can say you... impaired because ultimately he paid a fine and it was dismissed, right? That is correct. Mm-hmm. He was below the legal limit. Below the legal limit. He had no reason to be arrested. Okay? In terms of what it was... I honestly don't know other than that it was below the legal limit in New Jersey. So I'm going to guess. God, I don't even know the scale. 0.02. Oh, my God. You were right. Okay. It was 0.2%. Good job. Great. Yeah. The legal limit in New Jersey is uh, 0.08 and he was 0.02. Oh, wait, you know how I knew that? I just remembered. I actually got that tattooed on my wrist a couple weeks ago to celebrate <laughs> that he was let free. <laughs> Is that your um, straight edge life kicking in there? You're like, yeah, <laughs> under the legal limit, baby. I'm not going to get into that. The cops. OK, I am. Oh, get no, I, I agree the- with you. It was completely ridiculous. I think he was targeted. He was um, targeted. Cops have hated him ever since he wrote this song called American Skin about innocent black people being shot by police. Sound familiar? But he wrote this like 20 years ago. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Question for you. OK, Laura. Well, I'll start off with a personal one for you. What's the population of Georgia as of 2019? <laughs> yeah, you weren't oh, expecting that, were you? Oh, God. I have no idea. Um I'll say like 10 million. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? That's actually really, really close. Really? 10.62 million okay. as of 2019. Yeah. Okay. Look I'll, at us. We know our numbers. I know. I'll take, I mean, I was really just going off of like roughly, I'm familiar with like sort of the more populated areas. And then if I were to like guesstimate based on the less populated areas, that's kind of where I came to. I thought that'd be fun to ask since like, you live there? Yeah. <laughs> How much does she truly know? Right. Don't worry. I have one of these for you, too. Uh-oh. Not population. <laughs> it's way more random okay. than that. Okay. Um, but this one has nothing to do with you, um, or at least I hope not. Um, what did Joseph Stalin's mother send him to school to become? <laughs> this is obviously before he became a dictator. <laughs> Correct. I have no freaking clue, so I'm just... Gonna guess the first thing that came to mind. I think she wanted him to become a carpenter like Jesus. So you know what's you're wrong, but it's like tangentially related. She wanted him to become a priest. Oh, okay. So like that <laughs> that's didn't, um <laughs> that didn't really turn out very well. Yeah, is that school still in business? I don't think they should be. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. Which lasts longer? The male orgasm or the female orgasm the on female average? orgasm. Oh, damn it. Yeah, on, so man. the average male <laughs> orgasm lasts for 10 to 30 seconds while the average female orgasm lasts for 13 to 51 seconds. Okay, so I didn't know this because as a gold star gay, well, <laughs> I have no freaking clue. Yeah, no, and that, that makes sense. Um, as someone who 
is straight and has dated straight men, um, I have experience in this realm. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that earlier? Well, you're going to hate me for this next question. And I'm so sorry, but kind of not because I think it's going to be funny. Um, Can you explain how to properly insert a tampon? Uh, You take the wrapper off. Right. You probably you probably like loosen up the string. So, you know, it's it's separate from the rest of the tampon. Mm-hmm. 100 percent. I can't tell if you're fucking with me or not. <laughs> She's fucking with me. Um, and from there, I I really don't. You just insert it. Where? <laughs> In your vagina. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll give you like you like half credit on that. Okay. Yeah. What am I missing? You don't detach the string. String's got to stay on. No, I didn't mean detach. I just meant like I assumed it's kind of stuck to the wrapper. I was getting way too specific. Oh, just being in the wrapper. Yeah, I mean, I guess that could happen, but usually no. It's like inside of a little plastic tube, so uh, oh. it it's pretty well protected. Okay. But you know what? You were a real champ about answering that. I I knew it was going to make you uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for going in with that motive. So here's my personal question. How many Bruce Springsteen concerts has Andrew been to? Oh, my God. Mm, I'm going to assume it's double digits. Like 25? Holy shit. That's exactly right. Is it right? <laughs> That's exactly right. No, and like wow. for real, we didn't know what these questions were before we started. No. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, Laura. That just Look seemed like ESP. a nice round number. Is it yeah. actually exactly 25? It's exactly I yeah, I just added it up earlier today. Whoa. I have my little wall of tickets right here. <laughs> All US based? No, there was one in the UK. Okay. I was thinking of saying, I. so I'm not including when I saw him on Broadway twice and maybe a third time <laughs> next month, um, because that's not like a concert. That's just, that's different. But yeah, 25. 2003, 2004, 2005, three times in 2009, nine times in 2012. That's awesome. Two in 2014. Wow, 2012 was a good year for you. Then eight in 2016. <laughs> so yeah. That's awesome. I'm really shocked you got it exactly right. I yeah. know. How do I know? Like, is there some, did you mention it at some point and I like held on to it? I guess it's possible. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm like, why would I store that information? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So this is a question specifically about Nevada. Um, what is something you're not legally allowed to drive on highways in Nevada? Hmm. What don't I see on highways in Nevada? I feel. Do you have a very specific answer? Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking it's something weird. Yeah, it is. Oh. And I mean, it's something I found on Google in like several of those like weird law article things. So I mean, okay. I, I don't know how seriously I take it, but it was fun. A ride on lawnmower. See, that's what I would have guessed, too. But the answer is actually camels. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, um, during like the gold rush, a lot of people, oh. there were a lot of camels out west, apparently. 
Interesting. And for some reason, there was such an abundance of them taking up roadways that they passed a law saying you couldn't ride camels on highways in Nevada. Oh, wow. Shelby guessed camel in the Discord. So I think it's real. Oh, yeah. Good job, Shelby. Yeah. So I think it's real. Right. I was, before you said it had to do with the gold rush, I was thinking it had to do with like live shows down at the Vegas Strip. Maybe. And... They were selling no, but cigarettes your gold rush... and stuff. Yeah. I think your gold rush answer makes more sense. The Romans used to clean and whiten their teeth with, and this is multiple choice, A, okay. bananas, B, piss, C, tree bark. D, rainwater, direct from the sky. So this is gross. I want to say piss because piss actually does have some cl- like cleaning properties in it, like ammonia. Mm-hmm. So like it is sterile. So I think that's the answer. But it's a that guess. is correct. Ugh. That no, that's absolutely oh. right. Okay. I just made up those other multiple choice ones. Like I don't. I was trying to trick you, but. <laughs> didn't work no i mean i was i was like oh because i know that back in medieval times they used all kinds of weird stuff to clean themselves so like people Mm -hmm. used to shove like edible items up in their orifices to clean them so it really could have been anything Mm. (laughs) all right my last one this is my personal one about me for you you ready yeah are you nervous um not really okay good What's my favorite color? Oh, shit. (laughs) I bet you've mentioned this before. I'm Mm. pretty sure I have. Don't let um, the color of my shirt or the color of my hair guide your answer. Okay. That's a good hint because that would have been one of my guesses. Yep. It appears to be purple. (sighs) Is it like a unique color, like tickle me pink or something weird like that? That's not my guess, but okay. Mm -mm. It's a basic color? Yep. Oh. It's on this flag, actually, that's behind me. Oh, good. Okay. (sighs) Green? Yeah. Oh, yes. You got it right. Woo. I wish you had like a bell on or something. (laughs) Oh, I could have had sound effects up. What was I thinking? I was actually the first time I dyed my hair a vivid color, I dyed it green. So that might have been why it's stuck in your mind. Probably Maybe. the same conversation when you mentioned to me that you'd been to 25 Springsteen shows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my final question, and, and this relates to both of us. How many cups of coffee does Duncan sell annually on average? Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts. Mm, I feel like it's got to be in the millions, like the high millions. Okay. So maybe like 750 million. Okay. You're actually way off on this one. <laughs> 1.9 billion. Uh, 1.9 billion. I underassumed people's caffeine addictions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think they've got locations all over the world, I think. It's very true. Yeah, so it's a lot of coffee. It's a lot of coffee. Well, that's how we play the uh, Andy and Laura quiz show. Cool. That was fun. That was fun. I feel like I know so much more about you now. Yeah. Um. I now will remember your color. favorite color is green. Yep. You'll never forget now. And I will now never forget that you clearly don't have a camel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was thinking of getting one, but now that I know I can't ride it on the highway. Oh, then what's the it. point? Yeah. 
Why would you get one if not to ride it on the highway? All right. So we're going to get to some Bay choices coming up. But first, I just wanted to plug last week's After Dark. I thought it was a really good one. We had a great discussion on if a four-hour work week would be possible in America. And then we also talked about how Laura gets summer Friday hours and what that's like and if getting off of summer Friday hours sucks, stuff like that. And we were also talking about what that would look like for freelancers if we were to go down to a, uh, sorry, I said four hour work week. I meant four day work week. Oh, God, a four hour work week would be amazing. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Um, But then it also turned into a discussion that Pam and I had in which we revealed that we're both facing social media identity crises and crises, I guess you would say. And um, I got some feedback about that discussion from, yeah, my own boyfriend thought it was bullshit. He he thought we were being way too dramatic. He was like, just post whatever you want. I'm like, we can't. We need a purpose. We need a brand. (laughs) We need a brand. He didn't like it. Anyway, we thought it was a good discussion. So please do check that out. One of the benefits at patreon.com slash millennial is if you are a bay, we take questions from you from time to time, and we're doing that this week, and it'll be the focus of the remainder of this episode. We got some good questions here. The first one is from Kamal. She says, how did you end up naming the show Millennial? What other names did you consider? So, Laura. Good question. I don't know if you know this, but... We actually still have our original planning doc. I was going to look for it just now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I found it earlier. The current title of this doc is, all caps, Millennial Plans and Passwords No Micah. (laughs) And that's because when Micah left the show, we duplicated the doc and and took it away from him. (laughs) Oh, and yeah, we were, we don't do this anymore. But we hosted our passwords in a fucking Google Doc. <laughs> and they're so still there. Dumb. Yeah. yeah, but those aren't, those are definitely not the passwords anymore. So we do have a list here of names that we were kicking around, and I'm just going to go in order. So the first one that we thought of was The People. Okay. It's too broad. It is too broad. I think it was also, we decided that something like that, like, kind of locked us into a show that was strictly about politics. Yeah. And we didn't want that. We wanted to have a more broad angle so that we could all talk about the things that we're interested in, not just one thing, you know? Yeah. So then we decided to get a little more specific and we said, well, what what is our generation called? And so off of that idea, we came up with Generation Like like living oh for the God. likes, you know, liking That's on so social cringy. media. But then the second one is millennial. And we have the votes here. We would each put our initial next to the title that the name that we liked. And we all put our name next to this one. Um, somebody suggested hashtag millennial. But then we also thought of calling the show millennial persuasion, millennial agenda, millennial rights, millennial factor. Interesting. Maybe we were trying to make fun of the O'Reilly factor or something. Oh, yeah. I bet that's what it was. You want to know where the hashtag actually came from? I remember this. Uh, It was my dad's idea. 
Oh, really? Yeah. We were, he was driving me to the airport because I was living in New York at the time. I was home visiting. We were getting ready to launch the show, but we still didn't have a name for it. We like couldn't really agree on anything. Everyone really liked Millennial, but at the same time, we were kind of struggling with is it too on the nose? Does it really allow us to talk about what we want to talk about? And my dad was the one who was like, you guys should just lean into it. And yeah. throw the hashtag at the beginning. And then yeah. we started, like, our original branding was the hashtag is silent. Right. Um, which is funny because half the time when we talk to people who are just introduced to the show, they do call it hashtag millennial. Including our advertisers yeah. who are in their system as hashtag spelled out millennial. <laughs> <laughs> and they introduce us that way on the phone, too. Oh, it's so They'll awkward. They'll be like, uh, we've got Laura here from hashtag millennial. And I'm like, <laughs> hey. And you're like, the hashtag is silent. <laughs> bringing Remember it we back. used to whisper it. We were like, the hashtag is silent. Yeah. It's kind of, it's it's tongue in cheek. Yeah. It's a little egotistical, I think. I still really like it. I do, too. I think that we ended up picking the best possible choice. But yeah. You know, when you're trying to figure something out and you realize that the name you give something kind of does set the tone for its longevity, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, so there's a little bit of nervousness that comes with that. But I'm really happy with it. Yeah. We also thought of Generation Y, W-H-Y question yeah. mark. I like that one. Yeah. That was uh, fun. Mutual Friends. Actually, I like that one. Mutual Friends. We the Selfies. I like that one a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't we learn that selfie was an Australian word that originally selfie, the word came from Australia? I don't know. Friends with benefits, DTF. We actually ended up using friends with benefits and DTF as patron tiers. Yeah. <laughs> this one I don't get. S period, H period, I period, T period. So shit. But what did those letters stand for? Maybe. You know what? I could see us being like, it'd be really funny if we could come up with an acronym for the show that spelled out shit, but we never came up with the words that made up the acronym. It would have been great if the idea was we just don't come up with words. We just we just leave it like that and people have to come up with their own ideas. Can you imagine every week being like, welcome to shit. Season seven, episode 27. I'm Andrew. Welcome to shit. <laughs> the periods are silent. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, two others to mention here. Can't even, which I think actually would have aged pretty well because people yeah. still use that phrase. People do and use it a lot. no filter or unfiltered. So those are some of the ideas yeah. we were kicking around. I remember, and this is like a really big throwback, when we had originally like at one time we tried to start a show called lame that mm -hmm. I think had one episode before we decided it just wasn't right. We just decided to pitch it. But when we were doing planning for that show, one of the, one of the names that I don't know how seriously we were considering it, but I've definitely seen it in a brainstorming doc was God's country except it was country spelled C-U-N-T-R-Y. <laughs> and we were like, oh, this is edgy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say God was spelled G-A-W-D. Oh, <laughs> God's country. God's country. That would have been, been kind of funny. 
Oh, that was a fun little trip down memory lane. (laughs) Yeah, I see here we were also planning on recording Mondays at 8 p.m. So that's pretty close to what we're still doing today. And we are consistent, if nothing else. All right. Well, moving on, Justin asks, have you ever fallen into any YouTube rabbit holes? Is there anything you pay attention to or consume to learn about that is just for fun? For example, I was trying to learn about taxonomy to create item categories for a game, and now I cannot get enough of it. Also, quantum mechanics or astrophysics. So a lot of Brian Greene and Neil deGrasse Tyson. What about you, Andrew? Any YouTube rabbit holes? So I enjoy spending some time on YouTube pretty much daily. I really like, this is a little embarrassing. I really like watching people play blackjack and video poker on YouTube. And some casinos actually allow cameras at the tables. And the reason I love it so much is because I'm watching people gamble. I'm getting that thrill that comes with gambling, but I'm not gambling my own money. And I also want to study up on blackjack and video poker just for fun, because here in Vegas, tons of bars have these video poker, video blackjack machines, and you can sit there and play 25 cent hands and get free drinks while doing that. That, to me, is a good time. Extremely low stakes. You can break even playing those types of games. Oh, another thing is um, these YouTubers I watch. They are betting thousands of dollars a hand. So it's exciting to watch them win or lose big time and just like go, oh, God, that's so painful when they lose $6,000 in a single hand. So I like those. I also like videos on the history of theme parks and abandoned theme parks and abandoned buildings. There's actually a lot of videos on YouTube about that. The, The beauty of YouTube is you can really find videos about any damn thing that you want. And in a lot of cases, they're actually pretty good. Do you ever, you mentioned abandoned buildings. Do you ever watch any of the urban explorers type videos? Is that the name of a channel? Let me see. Uh, I don't know if it's the name of a channel, but it's the premise is basically people who, you know, bring their cameras and they go explore old abandoned buildings. Okay. And they put their findings up on YouTube. It's really interesting. Yeah. You yeah, would probably I've like seen it. stuff like that. Yeah. There was one called like Yesterland, which was that's like abandoned theme park stuff. I like watching travel videos too, like Mm -hmm. cool places to visit in this state, this country. Uh, I follow a particular YouTube couple, Quench Your Adventure, who uh, are living in an RV and traveling all over America. So it's fun to watch their adventures and they share tips on where to go and stuff. So. Um, I was really glad that Justin mentioned Neil deGrasse Tyson um, because I really like to watch people who are smarter than me and who are really engaging and able to break things down for the layman's approach, which I really feel he's able to do. Um, So he's just someone that I like if I'm looking for something to uh, do or to watch to pass some time. uh, It's pretty frequent that he'll come up in my recommended videos. So he is someone I follow. Um, I also have a couple of YouTubers that I just really like to follow um, who do a lot of like true crime, horror type things, but they focus on um, sort of lesser known stories or stories that don't get as much attention in the press. Um, So Nexpo and Rainbot are both people that I spend a lot of time watching. And um, 
I'll frequently not even end up down a YouTube rabbit hole. What will happen to me is I'll like read a Wikipedia article and then that article will make me jump off into something more interesting and I'll just like Mm -hmm. keep going through this click path of Wikipedia articles until I'm like, I don't even remember how I got from reading an article about Sharknado to reading about how Joseph Stalin was originally supposed to be a priest. Like, I won't be <laughs> like, I should start keeping uh, like a, a flow chart of how I'm getting from one place to another, because it is interesting how quickly you can go down the rabbit hole online and end up looking at something you completely did not intend on seeing. Oh, yeah. That happens to me almost daily. I go to YouTube for something in particular, and then I see in my recommendations something else. And I'm like, ooh, I want to click that. And then I finish watching that video, and I was like, wait, what did I come to YouTube for to begin with? Right. <laughs> I completely forget. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> By the way, when I said Yesterland, that was incorrect. The channel with the abandoned and uh, defunct theme parks is Defunct Land. One million ah. subscribers. And they okay. do deep dives. It's pretty cool. Defunct land. That sounds like a fun place to go. <laughs> I know. Okay. Next question is from Pauline. How do you all feel about overseas travel for fully vaccinated people, assuming you are going to countries who are welcoming tourists back? If time and money allows, when would you see yourself feeling comfortable traveling overseas again? It definitely doesn't feel like the right time to travel overseas yet. I know Canada actually just announced that they're going to start allow- allowing uh, fully vaccinated Americans in in a couple weeks, but I would not go to like England right now, really anywhere, just because you're in a plane for a really long period of time. You're in this unknown country. What if you do get sick in this unknown country? I know some countries are a lot better off than others, but it's just... After the past year and a half, it's just very uncomfortable to go so far right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be ready for the rest of 2021, maybe 2022. I'll be ready to. Um, I desperately want to get back to Costa Rica. I actually have not been since 2016. We went right after the election, uh, which was just such a weird time to be an American traveling abroad because everyone was looking at you like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to get back down there. I have a lot of friends and, um, you know, people that I grew very close to down there. So I really want to go. I want to take Mark so that he can meet um, my Costa Rican friends and host family and everything. Um, but I also know that we want to try and plan a Japan trip because uh, Mark is going to be graduating soon. And he really wants to go to Japan for his graduation trip. So, um We're going to try to work that out, but it definitely will not be this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This next one comes from Alyssa. Alyssa wants to know if if either of us watched Bo Burnham's new Netflix special Inside um, and talked about how it was a lot, but in a very good way. And um, Alyssa's feeling a little weird because some of the heavier songs are apparently being misinterpreted and people are using satirical sound clips and lyrics and applying them very literally, and missing the whole point on TikTok. Um, So did you watch this, Andrew? I did not. Did you? We started it the other night, and I was actually really entertained by it. We were laughing, but it's also kind of like pain laughter. You know when you're like, oh, I'm laughing because it's relatable, but it also hurts? 
Yeah. That's kind of the brand of humor it is. I found it enjoyable. We just didn't get a chance to finish it yet, but we definitely will. Yeah. I've heard so, so, so many good things about this special. And I really like Bo Burnham. Um, He was in Promising Young Woman. I recommended it a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was really good in that. And uh, yeah, I'll have to check this out finally. Because I I know just like everybody who sees it is just like so moved. Yeah. Well, we've got a few more questions to get to today. But first, a word from our second sponsor of the week, Way. I've had two refresh and reset moments today, which feels so good. One was decluttering my disaster of an inbox, and the other was washing my hair with Way's clarifying detox shampoo. I got my hair done for the first time in over a year a couple of weeks ago, and I've been waiting to wash it because, as anyone with vibrant hair knows, the longer you let those colors sink in, the better they hold up over time. Once I reached the point where dry shampoo was not going to cut it any longer, I knew I could trust Way with my freshly colored locks, and my hair feels and smells divine now. You can use the clarifying detox shampoo from Way once a week to neutralize product buildup, oil, dirt, and hard water from your hair and scalp without stripping away your hair's much-needed moisture. A combination of apple cider vinegar and keratin exfoliates and balances your scalp, plus smooths frizz and creates a lustrous shine. And it's great for all hair types too, whether your hair is treated with keratin, chemicals, color, or a Brazilian blowout. And I am so obsessed with the Melrose Place signature scent of the detox shampoo. Did you know you can buy Melrose Place as a fragrance too? Explore their full collection of cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free hair care, body, and fragrance products. When you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with the Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code M-I-L-L to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's theway.com. T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter code M-I-L-L for 15% off today. Okay, so Sean says, are there any minor adulthood milestones you've reached in recent years? For example, I like tomatoes now. What's up with that? That's a good one. Onions was something for me that I really did not enjoy in my childhood or adolescent years, but now I really can't eat a meal without some kind of onion, whether it's like um, sauteed or caramelized or something. I need some of that flavor in my food. Interesting. I like onions in only one fashion, and that's when they are (laughs) on animal-style fries at In-N-Out. I hate onions Uh. otherwise. Speaking of burgers, though, um, one thing that I actually was not into as a kid was French fries, which I think is odd because who doesn't love French fries? But I never got into them. Um, I did finally get into them, I don't know, probably 10 years ago at this point. <laughs> of course, it depends on like, especially at fast food places, the French fries seriously vary uh, in taste. Yeah, so French fries is my answer to this, but I will say I am still not into tomatoes when they're just sliced. If they're if they're diced up, I can do them. but I just hate how wet tomatoes are. Oh, so it's a texture thing? Yeah, it just makes things too wet. 
Oh, man, I have to tell you, I love like as a summertime snack. I love sliced tomatoes with a little bit of salt sprinkled on them. Oh, so good. Yeah. Okay. Andrew's like gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gross. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. I will yeah, say no. I'm getting sick of French fries. I've had this oh. realization recently. I don't know what it is. It's probably a year of eating way too much fast food. Um, but when I get fries now, I'm just kind of about them. Like I'll have a few and then I'm like, okay, I'm done with these. Oh, okay. I'm just really losing my taste for them. I am always game for fries at this point. Next one. Yeah. Stephanie says, what's your favorite natural wonder or park and favorite man-made attraction? Andrew, I feel like this is all you. <laughs> this is a fun one. <laughs> this is going to, I hate, at the risk of the sounding basic, the Grand Canyon really is stunning. Just speaking about a natural wonder, yeah. when you go there and you look, you can't believe your eyes. It looks like a painting. It doesn't look real. So from that perspective, that's the reason why it's my favorite natural wonder. I've never looked at something and been like, that's that's not real, except for the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, so mine's going to be a little predictable. Um, I haven't actually visited too many natural wonders or parks in the U.S. Um, I really love Pensacola Beach. Um, it's Fort Pickens Park. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and also because it's a park, uh, you have to pay to get in. So that really cuts down on the amount of people who are there which is nice, and it's really not that expensive. Um, in terms of natural wonders, I am really fascinated by volcanoes. Um, when So they have a bunch of them in Costa Rica. So um, there's like uh, Poas, and then there's Arenal. And they're both like equally stunning and just magnificent in different ways because Poas is like a crater volcano that like the top already blew off of it so when you go to see it you're actually looking down into the crater um but with r and all it's like the traditional like triangular shaped uh behemoth <laughs> and it's just really cool to visit those sites and like think that that is a tube running down to the center of the planet <laughs> that you're staring <laughs> at it's just so bizarre but yeah um I just think nature is really cool. So I love visiting sites like that. I've never seen a volcano and I definitely want to. Favorite man-made attraction. Can I say bars? Bars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love theme parks. I'm a big roller coaster junkie. So anything like that. Yeah. Thrill rides. I was kind of kidding about bars um (laughs) (laughs) kind of yeah kind of kidding this is a really tough one for me too because i really do just like exploring this country and seeing everything that it has to offer there's so many unique landscapes across this country i think i've said this before people travel abroad and that's cool but if you live here you should seriously consider exploring this country because you'll be surprised by how much diversity you'll see geographically uh in terms of the population, everything. It's its really amazing how much, how many interesting, unique things there are to see here. The first thing that comes to mind to me is the Hoover Dam. And it's very easy to check out, not far from Vegas. I think that's why it's on my mind right now too. 
and you look at it, it's really stunning, especially because right next to it, they built a major interstate. And this interstate goes high above the Colorado River. And the fascinating part about it is that they started building it from opposite sides of the Colorado River at the same time. And they met both sides in the middle. And I think they were only like an inch off coming from each side and meeting in the middle. Just really impressive. Wow. This new highway actually serves as a way to bypass the Hoover Dam. Prior to this bridge being built, you actually had to drive over the Hoover Dam to get out to Arizona. Now, not only can you drive over this new highway slash Hoover Dam bypass, you can actually walk out on this highway and look down on the Hoover Dam. And then I also just wanted to mention places I want to go next. Crater Lake, Oregon. Have you seen this? You probably have in pictures. You may not know it. It's a giant lake with, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you would call it a hill or a mountain, but in the center of the lake is a very large hill or mountain. Okay. It's it's just so beautiful. I feel like I have seen this. Okay. The way you're describing it rings a bell. It looks stunning. The thing is, it's not easy to get to. It's a few hours drive from Portland, Mm. I believe. So it would have actually I'm just looking on a map. It looks like it's even further from Portland than I thought. So it would be very difficult to get to, but it it looks worth it just because of those stunning views. You look at this island in the middle of the lake and it's just so neat. I haven't seen anything like that. That's cool. And then I. Yeah, and then I also want to go to Lake Tahoe. That's in Northern California, Northern Nevada, and then also Redwood National Park. Those tall ass trees. It's yeah. I, I've been to Muir Woods, uh, north of San Francisco, and that's beautiful. But Redwood National Park looks next level, and there's something so peaceful about just being out in a forest with massive trees. Well, if you go to Lake Tahoe, just watch out for those sunbathing bears. <laughs> you saw that that mama bear brought all of her babies out into the lake there were people everywhere she didn't give a fuck she was like it's hot as hell yeah (laughs) Yeah. and it's actually really sad it (laughs) is it's a comment on just how bad climate change has gotten these bears are uh, getting near people just to stay warm just to cool down it's horrible (sighs) Well, this one, next one's for you, Andrew. It's from Sarah. Sarah says, you mentioned you had bought a drone. How are you enjoying it? What kind of drone photography are you thinking about playing with? Do you and Pat plan to take it to all the national parks you visit? So I actually, I think in many national parks, they aren't allowed because otherwise there would be oh. a lot of drone flying. Yeah. You can get permits in some parks. I've actually learned that from uh, the the YouTube couple I mentioned earlier quench your adventure yeah it's it's just fun right now to go on a hike go somewhere with a nice view and then put the drone up in the air and just start taking these sweeping videos of the area i used it while we were watching fireworks too i think i mentioned this and it was just so freaking cool flying this drone with fireworks going off for miles in every direction I told Pat that night, this is the best thing I've ever bought. It's just so much fun to fly and it works so well. And it wasn't that much. It was an entry drone and an entry priced drone. So, yeah, I am looking forward to taking it to more scenic landscapes. And I'm also going to take it home. I'm going to fly it around my parents' house when I go back next month. So that'll be fun to show them. And I'm sure my nephews will get a kick out of it, too. 
Is uh, your starter drone cheaper or more expensive than a Freedom Phone? <laughs> oh, wait. You said the Freedom Phone is five four ninety nine. Okay. The drone was four low 400s ah, at Costco. See, guys. <laughs> I would much rather buy a drone than that <laughs> privacy nightmare. That is the Freedom Phone. By the way, I got lunch with Sarah over the weekend, actually. <gasps> oh, good. I'm so glad you did. I'm yeah. glad you got to see her. Yeah. We hadn't met before. I don't know before. if this is the same Sarah. No, it's not. It's it's okay. San Diego Sarah. She's on our Bay Hangouts sometimes. It's got not you. Vegas Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Got you. Got you. We have so many I, great Sarahs. We do. support the show, so... And I actually think I am seeing Sarah, Vegas Sarah, this weekend. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Look at me, Laura. I'm a social butterfly. You really are. I don't know how you have the energy. <laughs> a social butterfly after like a year and a half of not seeing anybody. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I'm just like, ooh, I kind of like this not seeing people thing. <laughs> You're going to keep that up. Me and Pam are like, we're going to start socializing again. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to be really choosy. <laughs> I hear you. About it. <laughs> All right. And our final question is from Chloe. I'm going to Disneyland and Universal Hollywood for the first time in September. Any tips and recommendations for a first timer? First time? That's exciting. Yes, that's I cool. have one main tip for you and then one reassuring tip for you. Get there at opening. I shared this lesson about national parks a few uh, months ago as well, but this applies to so many things. Get there at opening. Be there before opening. At least at Disneyland, and I know because I was there a couple weeks ago, they will actually let you in before opening, and then you can be in the park for the moment that the park and its rides actually open, and then you can uh, head off to a ride straight away. Now, here's the good news. Don't get too stressed because we were able to do everything we wanted to do at Disneyland in one day. And then the next day, we went to California Adventure, the other Disney park there, knocked out everything that we wanted to do in one day. Um, I expect, because there, in my opinion, is less to do at Universal Hollywood, you should easily be able to knock everything out in one day there as well. But all the more reason to get there bright and early so you can make sure that you get to do everything that you want to do. We used to have a strategy when we would go to Universal Studios Florida, um, and I don't know if it would work the same for Hollywood or for Disneyland, but we would get there right when the park opened so we would be there before the park opened so we could get in right when the gates opened and we would make a beeline for the back of the park because Um. if you get to the back of the park first there's obviously not going to be any lines and most people they don't do that they just head towards what's convenient like within eyesight so all of the attractions that are closer to the entrance tended to get busier sooner So we'd hit the back of the park and then we would migrate up to the front of the park when the lines had died down at the other attractions. So that could be one approach. That's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. And here's another approach to consider too, and this could tie into Laura's potentially. Go to the most popular ride in the park first. Yeah. The reason being because a couple hours after the park opens, the line for that long is going to get even longer. If you just get that one out of the way at the very beginning of the day, that'll help reduce stress because you won't be thinking later, oh, my God, we still have to do the big ride. But, oh, my God, it's got a three hour wait. You still might have a wait first thing in the morning, but it's going to be better than the wait uh, later in the day. And if you (laughs) I don't want to encourage you to run when the park opens 
but power walk past everybody else so yep. you can get <laughs> towards the front of that line at opening and uh just have a great time i'm sure you will so that's it. Thank you, Bayes, for submitting those questions. We appreciate them. They were fun to answer. And thank you for your support at patreon.com slash millennial. Laura, Mark is going to be joining us in a little bit for After Dark today, right? Yeah. So we actually got one more question from one of our Bayes, Megan, who said, would it be possible to ask Mark to talk about what he thought of the three MCU shows? So that's Loki, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and how they're setting up the rest of phase four. So we're going to talk about that. It's going to be spoiler heavy. So to any of our patrons who are listening live, if you're not up to speed on Marvel and you don't want to be spoiled, it's time to run away. <laughs> Listen to this <laughs> later once you're up to speed. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about a lot of uh, theories and Mark's thoughts about where phase four could be going. Okay. Patreon.com slash millennial. We appreciate your support very much. It truly keeps the show running and keeps us inspired and allows us time to focus on the show and make it as great as it can be. Time for some recommendations. This is kind of a general one, but I think about it a lot. I recommend a harness for your dog that will attach to your leash. Please, everyone, stop with leashing your dog at the collar. I hate seeing these dogs pulling on their leashes and choking themselves in the process. And then if you have to pull back your dog, you have to pull them by the neck. Get a harness. It's better for them. The other benefit is you're going to have much greater control over the dog because you're, you're, you're controlling him from the chest, him or her from the chest. So please do that. There are, uh, there's one particular dog around here who is nuts. But this is the dog I mentioned in some area Oh, that of the wants show. to fight Brooklyn? Yeah, the one he... Ke- every day. Every day, this dog is jumping at the fence, and every day, I'm like, I'm I'm sorry to say this, but I'm, I have to act in self-defense if that dog actually does break down the fence. So anyway, um, that dog was actually out on the street with their owner a few weeks ago now, and the dog was leashed at the neck, And that dog was trying to get to me in Brooklyn, was choking itself, could not breathe. The kid and the mom were out there. The kid was like, stop, stop. You're choking him. The mom's like, I'm not choking him. The dog's doing that to themselves. And I felt like shit kind of because it's us. That's the reason the dog was acting that way. So, you know, we just kept moving, of course. But get a harness for your dogs, please. It's going to go way better. And they're not ridiculously expensive i mean you can go to PetSmart or any general pet store and get something like that they're not much more than a collar yeah i don't think they're pretty basic items uh and my recommendation is how to become a tyrant on netflix um this is narrated by peter dinklage so if you're a fan of peter dinklage or uh, as he's otherwise known Tyrion lannister um it's really fun and informative. So it takes kind of like a, a, a tongue in cheek approach towards the steps of becoming a tyrant while also giving you the history of some of our more infamous tyrants on this world. So interesting. It's very okay. good. Cool. 
couple of other reminders. Make sure you are following the show for free on your favorite podcasting app so you never miss an episode of Millennial. We would also appreciate a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Millennial if they have a review system. Also, if you want to get in touch with us to discuss anything that we have talked about today, you can email millennialshow at gmail.com or by using the contact form or anonymous confessional on millennialshow.com. And finally, you can follow us on social media. We are Millennial Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Well, Laura, this was a good little uh, two-person app. Yeah, this was fun. I feel like we made it work. And it went as long as a normal episode. It did. <laughs> Apparently, we love to hear ourselves talk. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Laura. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all. Bye.